Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Sunday, April 10th at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Two stakes races to wrap up the opening weekend, and they are part of the late pick four that we're going to take a look at. So let's jump into the seventh race, Jim. It's the second leg of the pick four. First of the stakes, the Palisades for three-year-olds going five and a half furlongs on the turf. And Wesley Ward has the big favorite in here in Twilight Gleaming. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think you certainly got to got to use her uh, coming off the Breeders' Cup Jubilee Turf Sprint win. Uh, I think you also got to use uh, Coffee Maker, who only ran a length behind her. So, so many times you look at the quote unquote other Wesley Ward, and um, Coffee Maker ran well here in the Indian Summer last year, and um, uh, behind Avery Jane, who went on to uh, run the Breeders' Cup. So, I think Coffee Maker and Twilight Gleaming, you've got to use both of them. Uh, I think you also got to use Slipstream for Christophe Clement, uh coming out of um, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf and um, uh, from 21, way, you know, long layoff, um, uh, or from, you know, from November 21, uh, the Breeders' Cup Turf, um, cutting back in distance from that mile distance. And uh, I think. The class there, Christophe Clement gets him ready off a layoff in Rosario riding. I think there's three reasons to, to use that horse. Classic state of mind um, doesn't really fit from a class standpoint, but ran really well at Gulfstream last out uh, at five furlongs and off that 86 buyer uh, might be in the mix as well with Ortiz. But I'm going to use three in the pick uh, four. Uh, Twilight Gleaming would be my pick, but I'm going to take a long look at Coffee Maker as well. Yeah, I pretty much see it. The same way as you do. I have Twilight Gleaming on top. I took Slipstream next. Uh, I love Rosario in turf sprints, and he's a great finisher. And um, So I, p- I took that one second, Coffee Maker third. But um, I think uh, any of those three certainly could win it. And, I've, and the classic state of mind was the other one I had written down. So we're on the same ones there, but I've got Twilight Gleaming to win it. The eighth race is the Grade 3 Beaumont presented by Keeneland Select. It's three-year-old Phillies on the turf, and I think Matarea looks really tough in here for Brad Cox. She uh, comes off a very impressive win at the fairgrounds in uh, late February. Uh, looks like they finally settled on her as a one-turn sprinter, and that's going to be her best. And they uh, you know, tried her going long last year in races like the Alcibiades, and uh, she ran okay, but not nearly as well as she did around one turn. And so I think she is going to be very tough in here. The uh, four, Gina Romantica, uh, had a very impressive debut win on March the 12th as the odds-on favorite. And, you know, maybe she is uh, just that good and can can tackle this. So, you know, if you want to go deeper, there could be some real talent there. Reagan's decision, the five, uh, won won her debut, then finished third. And uh, Chi-Town Ladies from Wesley Ward looks like one that uh, has some class, but... I, uh, I'm actually going to single Matarea when we get to the pick four. How about you? I thought about singling her. Um, I think the other horses you mentioned uh, have some interest. But the horse that I was interested in was one that you didn't mention. is Radio Days, the two-horse for Rosario and Sug McGahey. If you draw a line through that uh, triad aqueduct at a mile uh, where she was um, up close to the pace and just faded, got beat 11 and a half. The buyer number looks terrible. Uh, that was a $240,000 uh, stakes race that, that's similar to this 
this one, even though our, our purse is 400000 for a grade three, if you draw a line through there and you go back to the forward gal, she ran second in the forward gal, a grade three, uh, with Dylan Davis uh, at seven furlongs, uh, same distance as the Beaumont. And I think Suge may have this filly ready for a big effort. And uh, the fact that he puts Rosario on her tells me that he's certainly ready. She's certainly ready for a big effort. I think she's right there with Marrera. So I'm going to use both of them. going to get a much better price on radio days. And uh, I think just tossed the last race. She was three to five in the forward gal, and she was one to four in the optional claimer before that. So uh, obviously she's got a lot of talent. I think uh, she may slip in on the radar a little bit, so I'm going to use two of them. Let's go to the sixth race, which starts the late pick four. It's an allowance, non-winners of two lifetime, three-year-old fillies going six and a half furlongs. How do you see it? Okay, I thought this one was the most wide open of the four races, um, and um, you know, allowance with never run, you know, non-winners of one uh, is always open. As Mustin with Bomb Diggity and Rosario certainly has to be considered one by six and three quarters lengths. Um, breaking her maiden at fairgrounds, aerobatic for Chad Brown with a 77 buyer and broke her maiden at Gulfstream. Hazy command for Tom Amos didn't run very well at fairgrounds in her first start against winners, but that's always tough. She went off four to one, so she was right. You know, she was being considered, and she broke her maiden two back there. And then the outside two horses that don't like the post position to six and a half, but Sweetest Pie comes out of the Silver Bullet Day big dropping class here. And uh, Rusty Arnold has Veterans Highway on the, hung on the very outside with a pretty snazzy 80 buyer on a seven furlong race at Gulfstream last time out with Ortiz. So I'm going to go five deep in here. Um, I think Bomb Diggity getting Rosario. Sounds like Rosario could have a big day if I'm right. Yeah, I ended up with Bomb Diggity. Uh, second start, that 83 buyer, won by almost seven. That was just uh, really impressive, I thought. Uh, got aerobatic. We had Sweetest Pie. Veterans Highway, uh, one first time out and then ran into a couple of stakes, so they clearly had a high opinion of that one. So I'm going to use that one on my pick four ticket. And then if the 13 uh, draws in, of course it's uh, run three straight 70s buyer figures and the last two coming in stakes races. So I think she'd have a shot if she draws in as the 13. Um, but I've got Bomb Diggity on top. The ninth race is for Maidens on the Turf going a mile and three sixteenths. They're three-year-olds. I took Ridley's major, a uh, couple of solid runs at Gulfstream. Flavian Pratt, who's riding here for the meet, I got off to a good start on opening day. He's got the mount here for Chad Brown, and uh, that one certainly should be tough. I thought remote for Claiborne Farm. Uh, ran on synthetic first time, but is bred to love the turf. So I think that one could move up on the grass. Uh, vintage year I took in here because... He's a, a grandson of Dynaformer, and when you're going long on this Keeneland Turf course, those horses that uh, have Dynaformer in the pedigree often really take to this turf course. So I like Vintage Year. I like Trending for Suge McGahee. I uh, also like Piccadilly for Suge. And um, you get Mott and Rosario on the 7 Callaway Peak. So as you can tell, I do not have a real strong opinion. I'm going six, <laughs> six deep on the pick four, but I did take Ridley's major on top. How about you? I'm not going quite that deep. Uh, I took trending on top with Ortiz and Suge. Uh, the last time out at Gulfstream at a mile and an eighth, that's two straight mile and an eighth races. This is their mile and three sixteenths, uh, so stretching out just a little bit more. And uh, he ran well with a 67 buyer, just got beat by a neck. 
came back at seven to five and got beat two and three quarters. Uh, so he certainly can get the distance. Um, might like a little more. Suge is a very good uh, trainer, and uh, Ortiz chooses to ride him back. So a lot of reasons for like to like trending. Callaway Peak for Mott and Rosario has to be considered. You mentioned remote and Ridley's major. Those are the other two that I want to use when we get to pick four. Uh, one thing I should uh, go back and change on that uh, six race where we were talking about it. I think I mentioned Veterans Highway had won the debut and then ran in two stakes. That was actually sweet as pie. I had my notes uh, confused there. But Veterans Highway did run an 80 buyer second time out in breaking her maiden. So uh, I I do have her on the ticket for that reason, but uh, she's a little less experienced than I gave her credit for initially, just uh, for those who are listening. Uh, So let's get to the pick four tickets, Jim. I've got four, five, 11, 12, 13 to start. Then I'm going to take seven and two, going to single Monterey the seven, and then three, five, six, seven, eight, eleven for a thirty-dollar ticket. I think it could be a little chalky on uh, Sunday in this pick four, so I'm not going to spend a lot here. Thirty dollars for me. What's your ticket look like? Mine's a little more sixty dollars. Uh, I went four, five, six, eleven, twelve with two, five, seven with two, seven with three, seven, eight, eleven. I've got a little more coverage in the middle legs and a little less coverage in the final legs. So uh, it's, it's a sixty-dollar ticket. I think. If you're going to make money here, if you can have a contrarian opinion in either of the seventh or the eighth races, that's the ones that look like they're going to be chalky, you can make some serious money. So you might take a look at it just throwing something crazy in there because that happens here sometimes on, at Keeneland's spring meet, believe it or not. I think it's going to happen a lot with uh, the deep fields and the big purses. Uh, you're going to have a lot of horses that uh, are ready to fire coming in here. Uh, if you're playing the all-turf pick three, that starts in race five on Sunday. It's supposed to be an ideal day weather-wise. Uh, I'll give you a long shot to look at early on the card. I do a, a daily long shot pick for the Today at Keeneland show. And uh, there's a horse named Bodie Bayou in the second race that looks cheap. Brand fi- finally won last time, was a runaway winner at Turfway when they dropped the horse way down in class. But maybe the light bulb came on for this horse because she ran well here last spring at Keeneland. And I know from uh, talking to the trainer, John Hancock, they had a, a high opinion of her and never really ran to that opinion. But uh, maybe the light bulb came on last time. And at uh, 15 to 1, it's worth taking a shot that uh, it, uh, it did. And that uh, if, if you know she could run back to that number she posted last time, it fits well in that field. So uh, 15 to 1, take a look at Bodie by you in race two. Uh, just outstanding cards all through this spring meet uh, that are going to be coming up with the, the great uh, purses. And so it's really fun handicapping. Tough, but fun. Best of luck, and we'll be back for the Wednesday card on the next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.